Hey guys, this is Billy with King Oil & Co. This is Sam Ace Things with Sam Sauce. And thanks for listening to Spill the Sauce Podcast. Alright Sam, so this week's guest, I mean once again, tell us a little bit about them before we bring them on, man. Wow, and today we got Pickle Monster. Um, these guys are sweet, been uh, chatting with them once again, kind of since the beginning of my own little sauce adventure. Really fun guys, super personable, easy to chat with, and they make a killer pickled cucumber forward sauce that a uh, good zip, good little bite, but all in all, it's pretty damn addicting. Awesome, man. Well, without further ado, I'm letting him in the Zoom. Let's see what happens. We got to get these transitions a little better. <laughs> a little better. And I, I don't quote me, but I want to say our friend Steve is also uh, doing No Shave November. Yes, he oh, is. There it is. Dude, I'm doing No Shave my whole fucking life right now. No <laughs> Shave ever. My. Yeah, I'm, I'm two days in right now. I'm getting a little itchy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, but come on, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> Good to have you on, buddy. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for being on, man. This is uh, Spill the Sauce, kind of me and Sam's place to talk shit or bring on people we like, people we think are interesting, and we definitely think... Um, uh, well, Sam brought this up to me uh while ago but he brought it up to me again this morning that you guys are able to do it and we're super stoked to have you on man thanks again for coming on yeah totally um yeah I've, i was uh, i was talking to roddy the other uh, from fire and um he was telling me that uh, you guys did this podcast so I, I just found out about it like a couple of days ago really so he's a he's a he's a frequent guest on. He's like a, shout outs on i think monica had him drive around and then i was just like <laughs> so he's gonna get a kick out of that Roddy's a man for sure he's like an extended third member of this podcast for sure but um yeah man we're super excited uh the way we usually always start is kind of you know take us back you know why you know pickling why hot sauce take us through it man what started you guys let her rip yeah um so really we started as a band first um so me and uh, my partners, Nick and Chris, we started a band called People Food um, that we're, you know, we're still doing. And, uh, you know, we're all just getting together to practice a couple times a week uh, after we would work whatever job we had that we didn't like. Um, so kind of to, to add like a practical element to the lifestyle, we, uh, we figured we would come up with some kind of like merch, uh, some kind of like food merch really since you know to, to go with the name something to have at uh gigs um and i've always yeah i've always loved hot sauce uh so i figured it'd be cool to like make i, I watched like you know I've, I, I've watched hot ones a bunch and uh, i remember seeing one video in particular where sean evans was with like queen majesty and they and they made a sauce i'm like oh shit i could like feel like i could do this i feel like i could figure something out so um uh, so yeah, I, I wanted to make a sauce and, uh, I talked to my mom who's, who's always been a really great cook. Um, and I, uh, you know, I, have always loved pickles and I, I'm like, there's not really a sauce that like really captures that pickle flavor. Um, so I was like, what do you think we would do? And, uh, we got together one day 
And uh, she just kind of showed me like, oh, this probably. And uh, we did two batches and one of them ended up being like the, the recipe. Um, and then the other one, I modified it a little bit uh, a few months later and that ended up being our spicy boy blend. Um, that's uh, it's, it's the same flavor profile, but uh, spicier. Um, but yeah, so we, so we're doing that for a while, you know, just kind of, we <laughs> just make the sauce and, uh, and then we made a bunch of them and then COVID hit. Um, and we weren't really, we actually kind of just sat on it for a little while and didn't really do much with it. Um, and then right, or, I, I don't know, at a certain point, Nick, you know, uh, the drummer and people food, my partner, he, uh, kind of kicked me in the ass and was like, we've got like 60 fucking bottles. Like, let's just put it on Instagram. Let's see if people will buy them. Um, and, uh, we fucking sold out like that. Uh, people were into it. Um, we were making deliveries. Like we would just, just message us on Instagram. We'll just drop it off at your house. Um, so that was really cool. We did that. And then, so then I started kind of doing the work to figure out, okay, how do we do this legally? You know, what, what do we actually have to do? What licenses or what paperwork do I have to do? Um, which was its own, you know, thing. I'm sure you guys know it's like, there's no guidebook on how to make, um, so yeah, so that, that was a lot of just hours at the computer figuring that out, but we you know, did it eventually. And we got in a couple shops, um, which was cool. Uh, and, uh, and then, you know, got, got in like a kitchen and all that. Um, and then we just started hustling it to like more stores, which was cool, but it, things really broke for us when we started doing farmer's markets, when the weather cleared up. So this past spring, uh, and that was like its own thing because we realized like, you know, no one, no one needs our hot sauce. Like we got to convince you that you need it. Um, so that's where we all kind of like started developing this salesman personality. Like Chris dresses up like a pickle um, when we go to markets. So he's in the pickle costume. He's dancing around, and you know I'll wear like a pepper apron, and it's almost like we're almost playing characters of ourselves because I'm a very introverted. Like I don't like to, you know, I, I don't like to be very outgoing or whatever. So to kind of psych yourself into that. It's almost like, you know, you're, you're like doing a stage play or something. Um, and so that, that really helped us. Also people at markets don't really engage customers. I'm realizing like, you know, we just did monster mania and like you walk around and no one, <clears throat> no one tries to talk to you. No one tries to like give you any kind of spiel or like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. Like people are attracted to when you're excited about your thing, you know? Um, so that, uh, has really brought us to this point. You know, we, we've been doing that all summer um, and markets are just kind of starting to wind down. We'll be doing like one or two a month throughout the winter. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, we were just pushing the sauce for a little while. And then towards the end of this past summer, you know, it's a pickle hot sauce. Everyone that's over, you know, 50 is like, wait, you don't have pickles, but there's pickle in the name, you know? Um, <laughs> so we start in pickles and I did a couple test batches and, uh, this is where I was really proud because I came up with the garlic and onion recipe. Uh, cause you know, the, the hot sauce recipe is very much my mom's recipe. I had no problem admitting that. Um, but the, uh, we have a garlic and onion pickle and we got a spicy pickle, which a uh, spicy pickle is just kind of like <clears throat> the blend of our hot sauce. It's like the same blend of peppers as our hot sauce, you know? Uh, but the garlic and onion 
was my own thing that I came up with kind of just on a whim and it worked. And, uh, so we ended up getting it in a restaurant. Um, we, we met these guys at a, at a market. They, it just happened to be that they were opening a restaurant like around the corner. Um, so we've like sell it to them by the bucket, which has been really cool, you know, and they've been getting bigger. Um, so it helped kind of get our name out there a little bit. And, uh, yeah, we, so we've been doing the sauce, doing the pickles and, uh, and now it's just a matter of like keeping up with it at this point. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, we sell the pickles faster than we can make them. So we're going in the kitchen tomorrow. That'll be another like 10 hour night. Um, so we've already kind of started discussing, I was even talking to Roddy about like, you know, should all start looking into like co-packers and stuff just to help some of the, you know, just to get some of the, uh, the workload taken care of because it is tough, but yeah, I feel like I ranted a lot. <laughs> no, 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 we can finish it up right there. You answered everything. It was great having you answer. <laughs> no, you hit a lot of key points. Um, no, that was just cool. As shit. I know I was telling Billy, like, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with you guys. I've been chatting with you forever. Um, Hannah and I love your stuff. Um, she rocks your shirt a lot. I'm nice. a little jealous that, you know, I gave it to her. You know, I kind of wanted it. <laughs> no, it's just really good stuff. Yeah, dude. I mean, I agree. You touched on, a, like, a lot of very, very good points. Um, one of the fr- – I'll go back a little bit. Like, one of the key points of this show is, like, we wanted to highlight to our, like, customers, you know, like – not necessarily how hard or difficult it is, but like what we go through is like, you know, small bash business owners. And like you hit a key thing from the beginning was like, there's no guidebook on how to start, how to get a commercial kitchen, what to use, oh, yeah. what not to use. I mean, like I understand there's Google, but it's a very broad, like search engine, like searching yeah. how to make hot sauces. You're not going to make hot sauce that way. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen, but there is right. It's like a ton of researching, a ton of asking around. So just that alone is like a big headache within itself. Cause you're finally getting like done with the recipe and you're like, Oh, here's square one. And then off to square two. So that was like very, very interesting. Yeah. I, you know, and I ended up like, what was it? Um, I ended up talking to a guy that makes kombucha, uh, in Philly, uh, funky fresh, uh, ferments. Um, Ooh. this is a guy named Seth. Um, and I forget how we started talking. I think he was just, he wanted to buy a bottle or whatever, or, you know, we started talking on Instagram and I was just like, can I just, can I just meet with you for an hour and pick it? Like, I'll pay you. Just let me just sit down. Let's get a coffee. And can I just pick your brain? Because you're making a living selling kombucha. You know, what I'm trying to do isn't much different. We're, we're just trying to make our thing and make yeah. a living. Um, so he was really cool. And like, you know, he told me what star sand was, you know, to clean your bottles. Uh, um, you know, and, uh, and he pointed me to, uh, Liberty Kitchen, which is where we work out. That's where we rent space. That's also a thing in itself is like, you know, there's not a ton of places to rent. Sorry, there's a siren. I live by the highway. Um, but, <laughs> uh, Roddy, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, there, you know, there's not a ton of places in Philly to really rent space, particularly for small business owners. Um, you know, the only places that I was able to find originally, it was like, if you already have a catering company and you're willing to spend like a thousand dollars for that or whatever, cause you're doing a wedding. But, uh, yeah, uh, the place that we work out of Liberty, they opened originally as a commissary, um, purely just to, to serve that purpose, uh, in Philly for people that are, you know, trying to make their own thing. So, you know, Roddy makes his sauce there. 
there's another guy that makes uh, like cold brew coffee. Um, I think someone there makes ice cream too, but it's, you know, it's meant for, you know, if you just want to go in once or twice a month and make your thing just cause you're starting out. Um, so that, so they've been a big help. And then, you know, it's also like a killer sandwich shop. So they put our sauce up on the shelves, um, which was really sweet of them. Uh, and yeah, they, they, they've been, they've been really cool. It's been a really good source of information. Um, yeah, so much of this business I'm finding is, you know, because I, I quit my job as a school teacher to do this. So it's like, yeah. it's so much just figuring it out as you go. Hey, hats off to you, man. You're, you're grinding to do your own thing. That's badass. Um, I guess back on the topic of doing your own due diligence and making sure you're doing the right things. When you're speaking to that guy that did kombucha, um, I know with anything fermenting, it's another little, uh, little red tape you have to cut through. I mean, is yours like, just like a like a pickled process or are you like, is it like a fermented pickles so yeah it is just a hot pickling so the, the cool thing is that i only we just have to heat up the vinegar and then pour it in you know our jars um which is really cool so our pickles uh we'll sell them the next day after. they save you a step essentially if you're just selling pickles instead of making the hot sauce you're like oh cool boom yeah it's funny because the pickles are the biggest seller now um because that's the, you know there's more people that are into pickles than are into yeah, hot sauce you know sure. it's very it's very much hot sauce is a very niche market and i love it and we're never yeah. i'm never gonna stop doing that because i just i love it but uh but yeah pickles are the biggest seller and so it's it's very fortuitous that it happens to be you know the biggest the quickest turnaround because our sauce i mean originally we were doing like a month pickle and then we would puree it but i mean we can get away with like three weeks it's it's I haven't noticed the difference um, in flavor. And then also, you know, I mean, if you're blending it up at the three week mark, you know, it's going to sit on the shelf until I sell it, you know, so it's still getting that extra time. Um, but yeah, uh, not, we don't, we don't do fermenting. Uh, that's, that's its own process um, that uh, I'll, I'll wrap my head around one of these days. It's a simple process, but just the red tape and like with me and my culinary background, it's a simple process because OG ways of preservation and it's simple. People do it all day, every day, but the FDA and everybody, they're just like, well, a restaurant, you just can't make sauerkraut. You, you can't. Uh, yeah. do that. I'm like, but why not? Because I, I know what I'm doing. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. You're just not built for that. It's like, well, fuck yeah. I mean, this is bullshit, but it's just people trying to save the, the people that could just release botulism worldwide because they're just unaware or they haven't found star sand, or they're just not doing the right steps for safety precaution. Um, yeah. But it's a very simple process. It's just they want to make it possible, or like true, you know, true fermented kimchi. <laughs> I mean, you can sling it in restaurants, but uh, if they know you're packaging that up and you're fermenting it in house, they're gonna blow the whistle on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's funny too because I remember when I was taking the. Uh, Taking like the food safety test, you know, uh, food manner, uh, manager handler license. Yeah, it was, I think it was, it was food manager safety license or whatever. There was one question that actually like pertained specifically to what I was doing. Mm -hmm. One question in the gate question test or whatever. Yeah. The rest of it is like, like, don't, you know, wash your hands after you take a shit. If you have neurovirus, don't <laughs> make food. Like most of it was common sense stuff, but there was like one pickling specific uh, question, which I just thought was funny. Um, 
Yeah. It's very much for like waiters, like getting their first job at a restaurant. Like they need that handless yeah. card to kind of, you know, do that, whatever it is they got to do extra. It could go fuck itself, honestly. It's a waste of 60 bucks, but hey, like it's another like, like a thing to run through, whatever, but it's not that big a deal. Um, I mean, pickling is super fire, dude. Especially when you make it like in big batches. I mean, I'm sure it's super fun, man. You like you like more so making hot sauce or pickling stuff. God, I don't know. It's it, you know, both of them have become a little arduous just because of the amount that we've amount of work that we've had to take on. Like, we went from going in the kitchen twice a month to like now every every Wednesday we go yeah, in. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's really like getting as much work done as we can in that amount of time. Um, I would say pickles are are the easier one because it's one and done. Yeah. We, you know, cut everything up. I make like the slurry for the bottom, uh, you know, like all the seasonings. And um, we put it in the jar, heat up the vinegar, put them in, and like they're packed away and they're ready to get labeled and, and shrink banded. The hot sauce there's two steps, you know, it's, we've got to pickle it and let it sit on the shelf for a while and then take it out and blend it and bottle it. Um, so the, the hot sauce is definitely, <laughs> um, a more involved process, but it doesn't, you know, we're able to make more of it, uh, in the last time. So I don't know. The pickling has been fun. Making a bucket of pickles is fun too. Yeah, it is. Cause then you just, it's all going in one big thing, which is cool. You're doing like a, like a pickling process where it's like you're heating up your brine originally, but then once you process it, um, you don't need to like bring it up to temperature or anything. Well, so I do. I pasteurize it again afterwards. So what I do is uh, I, I, I had to get like FDA specific buckets or whatever, and I was checking and they with those particular ones, they can't go above 180 degrees. So what I do is I put all the ingredients in a 10 gallon pot. And I'll let it sit for like, honestly, as soon as you pour the boiling vinegar in, it's already down to like 130 degrees just because it's changed from pot to pot. But I'll let it sit for, for maybe a half hour or whatever. If we're doing other stuff, I'll let it sit for longer. And then once it's cooled down, then I put it in the bucket. Um, but yeah, it all just kind of cooks, like everything cooks at once. Um, no, and I think because it's super fresh and bright because I know like after you process it and heat it up again, it would cook down and muddy and everything. Um, I know with a lot of processes that I'm doing, you would need to, but with you're doing, you're already doing that initial pickle. And that's kind of everything. A local uh, company in Minnesota, Crybaby Craig's, he fought the state for years about his process. And his is truly just pickled habanero hot sauce, not pickles, but it's like pickled habanero because he wanted it clean. He wanted it bright and fresh. He did not want to cook it after processing. And there's like, nope, you can't do it can't do it and yeah. he just fought for years and then it's like oh yeah you're, you're doing everything right you're fine and he's like i told you yeah <laughs> but don't fight that good fight man that's awesome you guys are still doing what it is because yeah quality is there it's extremely fresh it's bright um i'm out so i'm gonna have to have to buy some more from you guys it's good i gotta send you the pickles too because you haven't you haven't tried those yet i mean that's yeah hannah's gonna lose her shit over that because she's the pickle guy oh she's gonna fuck those up <laughs> Yeah, we actually, uh, it was pretty sweet. I don't know if you saw, you might have seen it on our Instagram, but, you know, so we did Monster Mania uh, like a week or two ago, which was really cool, um, which I highly f fucking recommend for you guys because anything food, you're not going to have a problem selling. If you're engaging with the customers and all that, you know, food is, you can go to like any convention, really. Um, the only people that I've seen, uh, like, 
get uh, get messed with a little bit is, is uh, people that sell coffee. And if the venue is also selling coffee, they might like screw with you as far as like selling fresh coffee. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so we, we, when we did Monster Mania, um, like a day or two after, fucking uh, you guys know Tony Todd, uh, Candyman. He posted our fucking pickles on his Instagram. I'm like, I don't even know. He never came out. Someone must have bought it for him and gave it, given it to him or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that, that was just that was just the cool thing I wanted to bring up. <laughs> and then what you even brought up about, like, you know, when you're doing markets, you have to be verbal and you got to call people yeah, in. Man. I definitely noticed that in my local scene. No one communicates with anybody. Uh, what about you, Billy, out in San Diego? I mean, when you're doing markets, people communicate with the customers or do they just sit there on their chair and read a book? No, it's, it is like a little different in San Diego. Like I for sure do see like the mix of both. Like before I even like did any of the farmer's markets, when I just walked through them, I always noticed like when I walk with my friends, like, Oh, like this person's just like kind of sitting there on their phone or, you know, it's kind of obvious when you walk through the market, like who's talking to who, which vendors pop out, which don't, it's very easy for us to see. Right. But I think like, for me, at least, I come from, like, doing sales for, like, 10 years. So, like, what uh, Steve was saying was, like, correct. Like, no one likes what I make. So, I have to convince you, like, to like it. And that's, like, within itself. Is its own Only to like what you make, but right now they don't. Well, yeah, right? exactly. That within itself is a skill, right? Because you got to grab someone's attention. Like, even if that person comes to the, in my head at least, like, if they come to the market and thinking, I'm going to spend 100 bucks today, like, I still have to convince them, like, that they spend it on me. As opposed to like, or like everyone else around them, but like, like it is a challenge, like to get someone to get to your booth, sit to you and listen, and then buy like ten bucks or twenty bucks worth of shit. Yeah, and you, you know, I, I don't know what it's like for you guys or what what the what the rules are where you're at, but like we give out samples, like that's mm -hmm. that's our lead is, hey, do you want to try a pickle? Hey, do you want to try, you know, hot sauce? It's usually, do you, do you like pickles? And then what you say to that is kind of irrelevant. Because even on, on Saturday, we had three people say, no, I don't like pickles. And then we just tell them, well, you've never had this pickle. And, you know, the worst case scenario, you try something you don't like. Whatever. You know, it, it, I, and even if you try it and you don't buy it, I kind of don't care. It's just, you know, you, so long as you, you, you give it a chance. And, you know, some people don't want to, and that's fine. But, um, but that's really the big thing is, like, people being able to try before they buy or, like, at Monster Mania, you know, we're there all day. People are going and getting like crappy, like concert food, concert quality food, and we just be like, "Go get a burger, you know, go go get your lunch or whatever. Come back, we'll put a pickle on it, we'll put some hot sauce on it. You could try it, and all of a sudden, you know, it it tastes like an eight dollar burger. You paid that much for it, but now it tastes like it. Um, so yeah, like being able to really really give them a reason." why they would want to have it is like okay you tried it you like it yeah you it's, probably have to have a pretty good success rate from once they try it i know with me it's probably at least 60 plus percent like if i'm able to get them to try it they're stoked about it very rarely are people like ah this isn't for me but normally for me it's like you like hot sauce and there's all these midwestern ladies oh no no and i'm just like i got something extremely mild for you just to try okay and then they'll try two or three of them, and they're just like, they just think I'm some young kid burning people's faces off. It's like, yeah, no, there's a lot of flavor out there, too. But, yeah, when you get them to try it, it feels good. It feels really nice. That, that's, that's the that, only thing with hot sauce is when you take, like, you're selling hot sauce. I used to sell hot sauce, like, six, seven months ago. I stopped. But 
the second you say hot sauce, they instantly think, oh, there goes my taste buds for the rest of the week. And it's always like, no, like it's never really the case. Like, at least me and Sam have never talked to anyone besides like one person, Mighty Mustache, who makes sauce that kills you. But like, other than that, like everyone we talk to makes it for flavor. Like, it yep. is a for flavor, like condiment for sure. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I'm not out to make a novelty sauce because that already exists. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to, you know, it's the same, it's the same attitude that we, that me and, you know, the, my partners take towards our band is, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to make music that already exists because that's not special to us, you know, and I don't want to make a hot sauce that already exists because that's not special to anyone, uh, you know, so making something that's just hot for the sake of hot isn't interesting, but making something that you know, is from the heart that actually tastes good, that has a flavor that maybe that maybe you've never had before. You've never had that combination of um, taste buds or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, that's uh, that's that's the reason, the reasoning behind it, at least for me. And, and there's nothing wrong with like you know, like you know, making something that's already out there. Like more power to you if you could fit in that lane, right? But it's like I feel the same way, kind of similar, and I'm sure Sam does. Like I want to make something that's new. Not necessarily like yeah. the newest, like never been done before, but like at least my take on like something, you know, what I mean? which I think is what you guys are trying to do too. God, yeah. And then you have flavor forward, uh, flavor above heat. You basically nailed that. You, um, you're right there on, uh, in the sidelines with the rest of us guys. Cause I mean, you know, I think a lot of people, when they see a local guy making a hot sauce, they're just like, okay, yeah, he just uh, grew a whole bunch of Carolina Reapers and uh, fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, it's like, I, I have to taste this. I don't just throw some shit in a pot and be like, let's just yeah. burn everybody. Like that's not fun for me. Cause I want to try these. I want to enjoy these daily. I don't want them to be a niche. Ooh, you know, my asshole neighbor's over. I'm going to bring yeah. this out. It's like, no, yeah. I want to do that every day to myself. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's yeah. weird. Like I'm, I'm 20 minutes from, from Mexico. Like literally Mexico is 20 minutes away. Like, like Mexican food is proud like on being spicy or having some kind of spice level. But nope, like when you make like farmer's market hot sauce, like or like small batch, like they still wouldn't like mess with it. It's kind of weird, man. Yeah, and then uh, back on, uh, I guess back to circle back to your uh, your band. Do you want to like touch more on that? Like, what's it like? I know I'm familiar with it, but I mean, do you have like main influences? Um, what's it all about, man? Uh, people, food. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Uh, so it's funny. Uh, the, the bass player Chris um, and and myself and well actually all three of us we all went to the same high school um, we're all the same age uh, so it's funny and me and Chris were in a band together right out of high school um, and you know it was just a, it was a metal band uh, you know with with two other guys we were like twenty so you know it didn't work out for the obvious twenty year old reasons because you're stupid back then or at least we were. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, I don't know. The, the band really came together. Uh, I was sitting at my desk with, uh, on my lunch break at a, at a school with my guitar. And uh, at the time, I was playing drums in, a, in like a punk band. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just wasn't like guitar is my main instrument. I went to, I went to uh, school for guitar for five years. So it's, I, I kind of felt a little miserable because I'm like, I'm not – I'm not, pra- I'm not practicing guitar because I don't have a reason to practice. Um, and Chris and I have always had a good rapport. You know, we've always been the best of friends. And we had been getting together a little bit um, to just, like, kick around musical ideas. 
But, uh, you know, I knew Nick because we, you know, we had all kind of been getting more close because we were playing D&D together, like those couple months. Um, and I knew Nick played drums when we were all in high school. So I was like, can we just get together and jam? And let's just, let's see what happens. I, I want to do some, I want to get together with people to, to kind of force me to play guitar a little more, to get back into it. Um, and it turns out it was kind of what we all needed. We all needed to have a project to push us, to, to give us the reason to practice, you know? Um, and it just so happened that like, after like the third, I think at like the second or third rehearsal, we, at like the end, the tail end of the, uh, the time that we had in the space, we came up with a riff that ended up being like our first single, uh, which was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, it's just been, it's just been, you know, kind of going from there. We, uh, we started doing gigs and then, you know, the world shut down. And, uh, so then we focused on the hot sauce company and, uh, and that's been, that's been taking up a lot of the, the time, but we, um, during the, during the pandemic, we did the, the variety hours, Sam, you were on one, which was fucking awesome. Um, so we would put on these, uh, you know, we were, we were like, we can't gig. Um, so we'll, we'll record ourselves. We'll do like, you know, live sets, uh, and we'll record them. We'll get other bands to submit them. And then we'll, we'll put like some sketches in between each one and, uh, we'll call it the pickle monster variety or see if we can sell some sauce. We'll hook everyone up that's involved with sauce and just try and like put on these shows once a month. Um, so we started doing that and that was, that was really cool. Cause you know, we all just love making like comedy sketches and, and playing music and, um, so then, yeah, pretty much, uh, once, once things started to clear up with the pandemic, you know, we got out, we played one gig back in August, we finally, and then, you know, things were kind of weird for the past couple months, just as far as like, was it safe? Was it not safe? It's looking pretty good now. So we have a gig in three weeks, which is nice. Um, and then I just booked another one for April, but we're actually, uh, we put out an EP and it was, it was good. It was a good practice, but it feels a lot more like a demo. The more we listened to it, as we played more together, we started to, you know, kind of realize what we liked about the EP, what we didn't like, um, got more comfortable just playing as a group. So we re-recorded the whole thing and we're, we're going to release it pretty soon. We actually were just, uh, in the first day of mixing yesterday, which is fun. Um, and then after that, we have a, <clears throat> we have a whole album just like locked and loaded and ready to go. But, um, yeah, with, with we're going to, I want to spend the time actually promoting the EP, you know, get people to write articles about it. Same thing we're talking about hot sauce, how there's no guidebook on how to run a hot sauce company. There's not really much of a guidebook on how to be a fucking band no. and like what the smart thing to do is. And the smart thing is don't get involved in drugs and uh, don't beat up each other's bandmates. Uh, there's, the, there's the extreme don'ts, but to yeah. do it successfully, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's very rare. It's not common for people to do it successfully and actually, you know, withhold friendships after a while. And that's the thing. And it's one of the things that, you know, I, I, I don't feel cocky when I say it, but that's why I think we're different is because we are the best of friends. We do just, if we're not working on hot sauce, if we're not practicing as a band, we're probably just hanging out. Like that's, we genuinely love each other's company. You know, these are my best friends. Um, so it really does like, I consider myself so fortunate to just even have those two guys. And I couldn't imagine even adding a, another, like adding another person would be insane or, or, 
you know, starting another band. That's why. So I ended up, I was in another band at one point uh. like earlier this year. Uh, and I left that band uh, because it just wasn't like, you know, I was, I was playing drums, which isn't my main instrument. And uh, you know, it just, it wasn't music I was passionate about. And I'm sure the pandemic, I wasn't the only person that, you know, the pandemic kind of woke up to like, Hey, spend time doing stuff that you love, you know? Um, so just kind of been focused, you know, focusing on people who focus on Pepper Monster the past uh, year has just been the best. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to, to get the band back out there. You know, we've, we never stopped playing. We, we would have like maybe weeks where we were just focusing a lot on markets and being in the kitchen uh, but I mean, we're always around each other. We're always, we're always practicing on our own. So when we do get together, it's such a cathartic, just therapeutic fucking experience to just be in the basement and, you know, play for three hours or whatever. Um, that was a very long way. I don't know if I answered your question no, or what it was. You, even, well, but... you did. We love it. We love it. I was going to say like, I'm, I'm, I don't know, like as far as musicians, like for me, I don't like the shows. I like the the practice or like the like just jamming. Like that's for me personally. Like I never really liked the shows. Like yeah, they're fun and they're cool, but it's like they kind of get boring after a while. Okay, like, well, I, mean, I feel like shows you're just like running through songs to run through them. But when like you're playing with your boys or like if you're jamming, like then you're really like you know actually playing. Like. Yeah, and you know, and that's one of the humbling things about being in the band that we're in, is that our you know our first song and really the the groundwork for the whole band was born out of a jam. So, you know, I don't dare write a people food song on my own. Cause it's not gonna, number one, I don't want to hear what a song is. If I write all the fucking parts, that's boring. I know what I'm going to do. I want to hear what Chris's brain is going to do to it or what, or whatever Nick is going to hear that he wants to take out or put in or switch places with something else. That's what makes it special to me and that's because it's something that i wouldn't do you know that's what makes it exciting so our band our, our songs are fucking weird to me because it's not something that i would naturally do and a lot of it will just come out of like a jam and someone does one thing and it's like do that again all right that's the next 45 minutes is let's synthesize that into something that we can you know reproduce on stage or in a record or whatever um so it's a, it's a very humbling experience knowing that it really does take all three of us to to make the project work. And it feels that way about Pickle Monster too, just being able to, you know, having a team. I feel so fortunate to do that because I'm sure you guys know there's plenty of times where it's like, man, I really don't want to go fucking pick up 80 yeah. pounds of produce right now. I'd rather text my partner and just be like, hey, can you do this? I'm tired. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a cosmic gumbo, your whole band. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, it's super involved. There's a lot going on. It's very interesting. And it is not boring whatsoever. I do got to ask, is Chris bringing anything different to the table now that you, you chopped his hair off? <laughs> felt so bad for him. Billy's, Billy looks confused. Maybe you want to help him out. So, so we uh, we ended up making a video of it. Uh, Chris, you know, he was he was going through his own uh, human experience, and he decided to chop off all his hair. Um, so now he's bald. He, he's got a shaved head. Um, and we we figured, all right, if you're going to do this, let's make a video out of it. So we made a very psychotic video that's on our YouTube channel where we sh where we, me and Nick tie him up and we shave his head. Um, <laughs> fun, 
funny side note was that our friend Matt, we do a we do a separate little side project called Utter Suck. It's a Cal themed punk band with our friend Matt, who uh, he's a nerdcore rapper called uh, MC Cone. Um, but we do we, we we do this little side project where we uh, uh, you know just get together and we write songs about like cows or whatever. And I dress up as a farmer, Nick and Chris dress up as cows. Matt has a big bullhorn. He has a he's a giant like a uh, uh, walking stick that's like a stretched out bull stick. Um, but about the the, sh- the head shaving video, the first day that Matt brought his girlfriend over to introduce her to us, we made that video. So the first time that this girl was exposed to us, we were tying up our friend and shaving his head, and she was holding the camera. <laughs> and she's still around? Yeah, yeah, they live together now. She's a keeper. She's, yeah. Yeah. she's a keeper. She's a good, she's a good yeah, one. Yeah, not weird, but like the rest of us, so, you know. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, Chris is, uh, he's bringing, he, he has less wind resistance now. So, they hold a play faster. That's why I just gotta keep it back so I can move faster through the air. Oh, you think you can make me play guitar faster or better, but no. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta go fast. Uh, you, you said something interesting about the band is that you guys all like, it, it really is like all of you guys pitched in together. Hot sauce and, or pickling, I'm sure business side of things like the same way, huh? Yeah, I mean, we all have our own things that we, that we, bring to the business side um you know it's it's i I tend to you know pick like what needs to be done you know i do i do like the paperwork and shit but um it's very much like the workload is definitely the workload of three people so um yeah i mean we all take on our own share there's been plenty of times where i can't make a market so i need nick and chris to do it there's been times where they need to take off and i need to do it or whatever you know or there's been uh, particularly in the past month we've had to do two markets at once and like we've got to split up the team um so we one of our biggest days uh was uh, about two weeks ago it was it was the monster mania weekend you know it was a friday saturday sunday but on sunday we had a harvest festival at the market that we do every week um so me and nick did the harvest festival and chris and matt from uh Uttersuck, they did the monster mania um and it was you know a wildly successful day matt also you know our, our close friend is also the best salesman I've ever fucking seen in my life. I mean, we brought him to one of our markets because when we started doing the, the farmer's markets, we were all kind of like, you know, timid and didn't know, you know, we, we did all right, but we didn't know how to how to really approach people. And he's just so naturally extroverted that he'd be like, hey, come here. Yeah, here, put this pot on your hand. Look at that. You know what? It looks great in a fridge too. Look at that. Look at all those ingredients. And he would just, he would fucking talk. The, the one thing that he can do that I can't is he could talk about sports. So he sees anyone with any kind of sports, anything. He's like, fucking Deshaun Jackson with his knee. How about that? And I'm just like, I don't oh, know. Forgot the pop song, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, but him, you know, he was a big influence in how we are at markets because watching him like once or twice, I I like found in his technique what I wanted to steal. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna be this. And now it's it's natural. It's easy. Um, so we are kind of a four man team once, you know, we just started me, Nick and Chris, we just started paying ourselves finally. Uh, so it's, you know, it's not a lot, but we started getting our first paychecks from pickle monster, which is nice. Um, and, uh, once we're able to, you know, make our living off of that, Matt's going to be our first employee. Um, so it's, it's cool having someone like already in mind of like, all right, I know who our next team member is. Cause you know, it, again, it's one of our best friends. We already have a good rapport. We have a good chemistry just as people. Um, so, yeah. That's, 
that, that that's really that's really fucking cool, man. Like, I know me and Sam get excited, you know, when people we talk to like they're growing, you know, or we see like a, see a progression kind of. So it's very very cool, man. I think there's been a constant, or like kind of ongoing theme with like at least this season of our podcast is like we went from like going to. I don't want to say small to big, like to belittle or be up anyone, but we, we kind of showed like a process of like what it's like literally from day one to having your idea to now our guests, you know, they have commercial kitchens. Some of them are like you talking about co-packers or like, you know, building a, a bigger team as they're bringing on more people, finally paying themselves. So there are a lot bigger steps than at least where I'm at. I mean, I'm not gonna speak for Sam there, but at least where I'm at myself. So it's pretty cool like to kind of see that growth, you know, with other people in the industry. Cause I know, like we said at the beginning, hot sauce is like very, like niche, like, and even within that niche, you have to still go into the people who are really going to, you know, buy it into that. So it's, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, what would you say, like, some things that are next for you guys, like maybe next product or like any new directions you guys are going to go in or expand on? Yes, I mean, really, I feel like the next step, you know, because we have four products right now. We've got the original blend of sauce, we've got the spicy sauce, we, uh, and then spicy pickles and garlic and onion pickles. Um, you know, we sell out of the pickles within like a week. Uh, so really next is, is just making, finding a way to make more of that. Um, and, uh, really I want to do more conventions, uh, cause that was, that was a huge moneymaker for us. Um, and you know, that is, it's something I always got to think about is yes, we're selling something that we love, that we're passionate about or whatever, but that the main reason behind this is we don't want to have jobs where we got to answer to people, you know, the, the whole thing is to work for ourselves. So exactly you know, kind of pursuing, uh, those opportunities, um, is definitely next in line. You know, I've been talking to people about like co-packers and stuff like that. And you definitely have to have some capital to put up to make your first order. Cause you got to yeah. buy 125, 200 yeah. cases, you know, right off the bat. Um, so you're talking a couple thousand dollars. Um, so that's definitely on the horizon. Uh, it's, it's come so much farther in the past year than I, than I ever could have imagined, which is cool. Um, so yeah, just doing that, uh, really trying to just get us to work. That's our day job for all of us. And, um, yeah, so we don't have to worry about, you know, uh, I know they're, they're looking for jobs in like warehouses and shit and, you know, it, it takes a mental toll on you. Even if you only got to go three, four times a week, it's still like, you know, there's nothing worse than working on a job that you hate. But, um, yeah, really just kind of pursuing, uh, pursuing more opportunities to get the name out there and build the brand and, uh, and also just building ourselves as a, as a band. You know, I want to, the, the ideal situation is to, is to tour the music and, and, you know, sell the, sell the sauce and the pickles at the shows. And, you know, if we're getting online orders or, you know, we got people back here in Philly that want it, then they can get it through, you know, whatever system we set up. But, you know, the main thing is we want to, pursue music that's so everything every step that we take is a step towards achieving that goal and uh not sitting behind a fucking desk <laughs> that's the biggest thing i mean you, you see like self-fulfillment there if i mean i'm sure you are as well i mean if you're playing or if you're going to these large events whether they're trade shows or whatnot it's it's a blast um i know i very much enjoyed the small ones i've done some of the most fun i've done has been doing uh, outdoor events where there's live music and i always joke around with people and i'm just like if, if i don't sell anything like hey i'm listening to live music i'm having a blast like you could be there playing 
have your other buddy work in the shop. And I mean, it's just like a super cohesive project. Or if you guys aren't playing, um, it's a fun time. And what else would you rather do if you make some money and you're truly having a blast for it and it's for yourself? That's my drop. I mean, that's the shit, man. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, and it, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, just doing like an outdoor thing. Cause when Nick and I did the Harvest Fest, you know, we were pretty much sold out of pickles. We, we just had like sauce left and, we did pickle on a stick, which was cool. That was like a different thing that we that we tried out, which was fun. But like we both like when we set up in the morning, I'm like, I kind of don't give a shit if we sell anything because this is just fun. Because it was also like the the people that put on that market were people that we've been working with for the past you know summer. Uh, so it's a it's a connection that we made. We really love these people. They put on this. They're they're doing the same thing. They're only in their third year of like. They rent, uh, they rent a uh, space in a cemetery where they put the market on. They rent the greenhouse. Uh, so they, we're going to be doing like the winter markets inside the greenhouse, um, and then they put on the harvest festival at the end of the at the end of the season. So it was really like this moment of like, I'm not really concerned about the numbers right now because like, there's so many people here. There's so many po- so many positive attitudes because no one's there because they have to be there. Everyone's there because it's Sunday. And they want to take their kids somewhere fun. So we're all, everyone's in the same mindset of like, let's just have a good time. Let's have a, let's have a nice day. And then to see other, other, you know, small businesses, like the people that were putting on the market greenhorn, um, you know, seeing them flourishing this big fucking thing that they put on being a success. is just another beautiful thing to see. Cause you're seeing other people that are trying to do the same thing. You're, you're just trying to kind of be, you know, the master of your domain, you know, the master of your own destiny, just, you know, um, kind of forging your own path. So it's, it's, it's really nice to just be around that energy, you know? Um, and yeah, I don't know, just doing, doing the markets. It's meeting other people like that. It's been, it's been one of the things that I didn't anticipate, uh, but it's been one of the biggest positive aspects of doing this. It's funny, like the, all the other vendors I meet at farmers markets and stuff, like they're weirdos in their own way, but they're some of the most interesting people you meet. Cause like they're also like the one thing that I notice I have in common with the other vendors, whether they sell cookies, bread, not even food stuff, like let's say uh, ceramics or whatever, is they're they're a little psycho and obsessed with what they're doing too, right? Like like sure they might not love like making what they're doing, but they're obsessed about doing it, and they kind of have the same mentality like Steve kind of has, like no, like I gotta go to the farmers market, I might have to do two sometimes a day, or like I gotta do this. It's like it's like the you have to know like. Sure, it's a hobby and it's cool, but like at some point it's gonna become like a get like like a job at some point, right? And it's not like a job yeah. is like you work. He, he said like you work for someone. It's like no, like that I created like myself. So that's pretty cool. Like to see other vendors kind of do that too. I agree in that same sense. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's, and again, this is it, it's it's stuff that you find as you do it. So I wouldn't even think that this, if you had asked me two years ago, what kind of community i would be a part of you know i wouldn't have guessed it was this and you know you don't realize that like you make a lot of friends along the way it's it's just really cool like you start to just get to know so many people even people that you know the the uh the shops that that we have the hot sauce in you know it's cool because a lot of them are mom and pop shop you know we're not in shop right or you know um acme or anything you know it's 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 all little little shops that you know it, these people put a lot more into it because they're you know they took out loans and they have yeah. they have a built it um so yeah just uh meeting all the other people 
has been a lot of fun. It's it's uh it's definitely like a how do I say it? It's kind of like a video game. Each level you get to, it's like it's, it's a little harder challenge, but it's still like satisfying when you beat it. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're bored, but it's always more difficult. Exactly. Oh, we've we've joked so much about like how like you know we'll do we'll do some kind of market or whatever, and we're just like, dude, we got so much XP today just from meeting <laughs> that one person that uh, you know for an hour that, today. Yeah, that that showed a lot of interest in our thing or whatever. Like, uh, it really does. Yeah, the more the more you put yourself in the position to, uh, I guess, receive that positive. I don't know. I'm getting a little too like woo woo. Uh, <laughs> but like, I don't, the more you put yourself out there for that kind of stuff, yeah, uh, I found that the more it. Um, more kind of manifests. I don't know. The, 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 the times in my life when I've been the most miserable are the ones that I was the most complacent and was just like, well, this is what I do now. And, uh, but when you start to, and yeah, you know, to kind of bring it back to like, you know, as awful, as awful as fucking COVID was, you know, it definitely was one of those things where it's like people kind of wake up and like, Oh shit, let me think twice about like, do I really want to go to this place every day? And, you know, spend eight hours doing whatever um yeah yeah touching back to uh obviously the people you met along the way i'm also curious so obviously you're familiar with like roddy with fayaco are there any other people in your general area that you're really starting to build a relationship with whether it's you know hot sauce um other other products rather than um you know knitted sweaters that old ladies like to sell at markets like any other products people are really passionate about yeah, um, there's, you know, there's a, there's some really great pastry people that are really sweet. Uh, no pun intended. Um, was it Blackford? You're grounded. Yeah. I'll just list off some Instagrams. Uh, Blackbird Pastries, she's really fucking great. She makes, uh, she makes blondies, which are really, that's the thing that I fucking, it's like a vanilla brownie or whatever. That's fucking delicious. Um, Hello, sweetie. That was, they're really great. It's, it's another chick that just, she makes just really great cookies. Um, someone that like, I think she spent like a year or two just on her chocolate chip cookie recipe and it's fucking good. It's, you know, it's soft. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, gray ghost crafts. She makes a lot of like, uh, great, like glass stuff. I don't know. Uh, just like really kind of spooky looking crafts. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, Nyla Coffee. There's another uh, another guy that's at uh, uh, what's called Liberty Kitchen. Um, and then you know the people at fucking Greenhorn. Uh, th- so that's the that's the Sunday market that we do that in the cemetery. Um, they've just been the sweetest people. I mean, they have I think I think they only have like an acre or two uh, somewhere of land to farm on, but uh, they deal with like all the other farms in the surrounding like PA area. So they'll take a trip up to Lancaster like once a week. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just like, that's where you get your produce. They're, they're the people that, you know, they introduced me to spaghetti squash. Um, so yeah, I mean, they've been really awesome trying to think Roddy, obviously I, uh, met him, you know, two months ago. Yeah. No, he's, no, he's, he's, he's a sweetheart and, uh, his energy. I, I can't, I can't match it. Uh, he's just always just like ready to fucking go. Um, which is, which is just hilarious. Um, but yeah, there's, and then, you know, uh, Seth, the guy, uh, that makes the kombucha funky fresh ferments, 
they're really great. Um, yeah, there's, and then just all the, all the shops that we've dealt with, um, you know, the people at, uh, V marks the shop in Philly, it's a little South Philly, like vegan shop. Um, they, they were the first store to take us in. They didn't even ask for any of my credentials. They were just sweethearts and were just like, yeah, I really like it. Let's, let's take it. And then, uh, one thing I didn't mention was, uh, this guy, uh, Jay at primal nutrition, um, which is, it's like a supplement shop in Northeast Philly. You wouldn't think they would sell anything that we have, but, uh, I, I introduced him to the hot sauce. He liked it. And he was a big reason we were able to start like affording to get into a kitchen and, and to, to pay for like overhead and shit, because he would actually just sell it to people at his store. He would just give people samples and stuff. Um, so, you know, groundwork for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he's making his money off of it. So it, it worked out, but, um, and I, there's so many other people that I'm going to forget to <laughs> forget to name, but yeah, I mean, there's, and I, 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 I can't wait to just meet more of them because uh, because you meet more every time you go uh, these markets and these conventions and everything. When you, you when you're saying really quick when you're saying Liberty Kitchen are you mean like is that like Liberty City North Philly? Or am I just, <laughs> am I just completely <laughs> off? No no so uh, yeah Liberty Kitchen is in Fishtown in in Philly so that's like it's not quite North Philly it's like. It's kind of in Center City. It's like right on the outskirts of Center City. Oh uh, yeah, I know. But that's <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, anytime someone's talking about a place I've never been, I'm like, you might as well not even be fucking saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, well, it, it, to give us some context, because I know Sam, you're probably gonna come out here at some point. I, I really do gotta bug you guys, and I think Billy is planning on moving to your guys' area. So damn. So. Okay. Well, yeah. so Fishtown is it just has the best restaurants in Philly. That's like where. That, it's the most like up and coming, you know, kind of like hipstery area, mm-hmm. you know, but that's where you're going to get a good, you know, uh, a good meal on a, on a Friday night. All right. Sick, dude. I mean, I, yeah, I'm never planning like to move to Philly. California is getting incredibly expensive and ridiculous. So, uh, is it still on fire? Dude, it's, there's, there's always a forest on fire here in California. I hope it's done right now, but, uh, it seems like in LA, there's always one on fire, at least up, up a little north, which is, I hope That's people, insane. People are safe. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not like it's not as bad as the news makes it seem. But once like home starts to burn down, and then it's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, but yeah. for the most part, California is just ridiculously expensive, and uh, yeah, Philly's looking a little cheaper. But no, I've always been a fan of the East Coast. Again, like it has cool people like you, man. Like I know the commu- when you say community, it's bigger on the East Coast than California for sure. Like here, there's, yeah. here there's almost no like neighboring community it's just like you just kind of just stick with like i don't think it's not like a racial thing but like you stick within like where you fit kind of like thing which is very yeah. like not really the vibe here yeah i mean philly's a very much a melting pot and also just i mean i've never been to california but i would imagine it's a lot more condensed you know things aren't really spread out i mean once you get outside the city yeah there's, there's room but uh you know everyone's kind of on top of each other inside the city and i can tell you this man you're not missing much <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's it's just hot here oh, yeah. all the time but i mean do we definitely we definitely like appreciate having you on man we wish your partners were on maybe we could get them on another episode we could have all three of you on yeah totally um yeah i i was just uh dropping stuff off at their place earlier and i was like yeah we're doing this thing and i could just see their both just like i'm so tired no, no, no we, we we totally get it man it's, i know it's, it's literally like a job within a job itself but 
Well, I want to leave you with one last question before we give you the red carpet. We ask this to <laughs> all of our guests, man. Let's say you in the band, right? You guys are traveling cross country, doing a, doing his kick ass tour, right? You guys are in the car, driving all day, or on a stranded highway. You hit a gas station at I don't know twelve o'clock, two in the morning. What are you getting? Three things. What are you gonna get from the gas station? As far as like snacks, drinks, like things to eat. Okay. Um, well, first I'm gonna check and see if there's any glory holes. That's. <laughs> Is that like a, a pastry? <laughs> like a homeless guy sells in the bathroom. Jesus Christ. Uh, sorry, I didn't know if this was a dirty No, podcast, no, no, man. it is. It is. This, this hey, is a rated RN17 show. Fuck the kids. Fuck everyone. Yeah. If you're listening to this, they all fuck off. So this is a. We're going on. Um, all right. Three things uh, at, a, at a gas station. I guess if I'm going to assume this is relatively soon in the near future. That means either me or Nick is driving because Chris doesn't have his license. <laughs> so I'm going to say I probably need a coffee, which I, I've only recently gotten into coffee in the past like two years. Um, so probably one of those Starbucks vanilla latte frappuccino blasted with fucking sugar. One of those things. Um, and then I'm very much a that, that takes care of the sweet. So I'm, I'm very much a salty, oh. salty snack person. So I'm probably a nice thick Slim Jim. But one that's like you know, you, you, not one that's dry. Those are the, those are the ones that are ruined. Okay. Um, thick, moist, slim. I know I'm just describing a dick at this point. Hey man, don't say anything. You say, we'll uh, say whatever you want. Not not uh, and then some kind of crunch. I don't know, some kind of weird Dorito, uh, or just like sour cream and cheddar ruffles. You know, uh, I, I, I I've noticed that different states have different like flavors of chips. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd want to see like what uh what the local flavor of Doritos or Ruffles is. That if, if let's just say if the if you could pick one item that might be a little odd from your other bandmates, what do you think they would be like? You know, their ride or die. Oh, motherfucker, always got to. <sighs> well, Nick will pretty much eat anything. <laughs> so it's really yeah, like he will try and. The only thing he won't eat is cilantro because he has that weird gene that makes it taste Oh, so, no. Um, I'm trying to think what weird thing would Chris... Honestly, Chris, will, he'll, he'll end up buying a whole pack of fucking Oreos or one of the... Yeah, he'll, he'll buy one of the full, like, if it's at See, a gas station. He plays drums so he can eat that shit all day. Oh, he's the bass player. Oh, shit, you said Nick. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Nick... Yeah, Nick. He'll he'll he's the one that'll eat anything. He plays drums. He, he'll oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Of course, the the drummer is gonna crush fucking Oreos, and then if like the guitarist would, we it doesn't work that well. <laughs> we get fat real easy. I think this is from personal experience. I'm a drummer as well. Pedialyte, man. Pedialyte by your side when you're playing yeah. gigs is a oh, lifesaver, yeah. dude. Fuck water, fuck soda. When you're playing a gig and it's hot and sweaty, Pedialyte, woo, that sugar. Oh, man. Make it as fake as possible. It's the best. <laughs> all the little electrolytes. I know the only thing my old drummers uh, didn't like, I thought they liked it. It was a shot of Jaeger uh, right before oh. the show. And it was oh, yeah, he puked. Yeah, and I'm like, I thought like you it. liked it. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I can't. I I don't know. 
my tolerance for sugar has gone way down. I just ate a bunch of fucking Halloween candy yesterday, and I ended oh. up making my green beans and spinach at like one thirty in the morning just to like try and counteract it. <laughs> that that, that okay. sugar, when, the, when like you eat like a whole pack of like sugary stuff, it's definitely the worst feeling afterwards. You're like, uh, water tastes yeah. gross. Whatever you drink afterwards just tastes like sugar. It's all bad. Oh, I just I just I'm told my girl, I'm order like don't buy me candy for anything. I know I love sour candy, but I can't do it anymore. It's just. <laughs> Uh, and I'm last, Steve. Um, I don't know if I've, I've giggled this much during one of these before, but no, you've been a wealth of knowledge. You kept the story going on, and it was just killer to hear you fucking go for it, man. It's been a blast. Yeah, dude. Nice. And, and, and tell us where, tell us where we can find all your stuff, man. This is you know the red carpet for you. Plug yourself. Take as far as you want to go. Cool. Uh, yeah. So just pickle monster hot sauce on uh, on Instagram. People food band. On Instagram, uh, my personal one is Jockey Without the Horse um, on Instagram. And uh, I also have a little animation page uh, called Stranded Camel Animation. Um, I made a little uh, cartoon for like the last variety hour that we did. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't put much stuff up there now, but um, you know, if you want to see the goofy shit I made. But well, uh, so you're you're saying your illustrations did you design the the people food image the uh, no their image that's uh that's katie cox she's uh at yum fluff yum dot fluff on uh on creep on her because i think i did find that out and very cool artwork i dig it it's oh she's oh you know what just the, it, i actually i'm the first one to get a people food tattoo oh yeah right oh, oh, all right what a little rascal yeah, so I got that. That's that's in like the very bottom of the um, of the EP cover. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, she does she does great artwork. But yeah, that's that's pretty much all my shit. Sick man. I mean, again, thanks for coming on. The next time I want to do this again, but with all of you guys on at the same time. Yeah, so, we, so we can do like a more kick-ass episode. Yeah, I mean, this this was, this was a really good episode. Uh, I haven't left this hard in a minute, man. But uh, again, thanks for being on. We appreciate you. And everybody, please subscribe to, uh, to all their Instagram, YouTube page, Ben page, Sam's page, my page. Follow everyone in our tracks. And um, yeah, we'll catch you guys later.